Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Happy New Year. Welcome to a Super Bloom podcast. Hello, it's me, Candace King, your host, Well, we made it, guys. Here we are. 2024. This is our year. Do you feel it? You feel it? I feel it. I feel it. No, I feel it. Whatever you're feeling today. I don't know if you're feeling elated. I don't know if you slept well. I don't know if you're like really hungover. I don't know if you're jogging right now. I don't know if you're driving right now. I don't know if you're just uh, just at the airport, just looking around being like, oh, why did we all decide to fly on January 1st? But at least I have Candace in my ear to keep me company. Well, I got you. I got you. We're in it together. And I love that we're kicking off the new year together. Holy moly, guys. I feel really good. I do feel good about 2024. You know, personally, uh, if you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, you know that the, it's it's been a lot of like growth over these past couple of years, you know, and I think that collectively we've all you know, in many conversations I've had, it's all like there's pre 2020 and then post 2020. I don't even remember pre 2020. Don't even remember it. What was that? I have no idea, no recollection of time pre 2020. I feel like we're in a post like this 2020, like these past couple of years. And I'm feeling really, I'm real good about 2024. I don't know why it just has a nice ring to it. Yeah. I don't know if it's all the even numbers that feels nice. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know is that I asked you guys on Instagram, on the socials, on the gram, uh, not too long ago, uh, to go ahead and send me some questions and send me some thoughts. 
you know, just send me your questions for the new year. Um, send me some fun questions you want to know about whether it's life or Vampire Diaries, because now we've been out of the strike for a minute. I can actually talk about it. Remember that time last year when everyone was doing interviews and they were like talking about it? They were just like talking around the conversations. And everyone's like, oh, I did a thing on that show. It's like, yeah, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, we know you were on Saved by the Bell, but we know you can't say Saved by the Bell, but we're going to pretend that you are saying Saved by the Bell, even though you're not. What a time, guys. We can leave that back in 2023, you know? You know, we're just going to, we're just going to name all the movies. We're going to say Barbie. I'm going to say Barbie like 20 times in this episode. Oppenheimer. I didn't even see Oppenheimer. You know, I don't even know if I will ever see Oppenheimer, but I'm going to talk about it because I can. And that is the vibe that I'm going into 2024 with. You know what I mean? Like that's the energy. That's the Kennergy that we are bringing into 2024. Uh, so thank you guys so much. If you did submit something on Instagram, I'm kind of just like rolling off the cuff here. Um, and I'm very excited to answer a few of these questions. There are a handful of, uh, of Vampire Diaries questions. So if you've never seen the show and you're just listening to this because it's a podcast, thank you to that maybe one person. I appreciate it. Um, I was on a show called The Vampire Diaries once. I played a character called Caroline Forbes. Uh, if, if you're like, well, which one is that? It's the blonde one. Uh, that's how I usually describe her. And she was pretty cool. I liked her. I liked her a lot. And, uh, she was a vampire. So I get questions about that a lot. And, uh, and I'm actually going to answer a handful of them because I spent a lot of 2023 not being able to answer them. You know, I was going to conventions. I was going and sitting in rooms with, with a whole bunch of people who were all there for the same reason. I'm there because I worked on the Vampire Diaries. They're there because they watched me on the Vampire Diaries, but none of us can say Vampire Diaries. It's like the worst dinner party game ever. It's like catchphrase, but nobody wins. And because you just never say the word. It's very, it's very confusing. But you know what? I can say it. I can say, you know, just like I can talk about Oppenheimer. I'm going to, you know, like Vampire Diaries, similar to Oppenheimer. Not alike at all, but I can say both of those names because it's 2024. Um, you know, I, I'm going to jump into some of these questions that are really fun, uh, which is just, I mean, we're just going to warm up with a simple one. I'm just reading these off my phone, by the way, and uh, very caffeinated. So, uh, so as I like to say, buckle up, buttercup, here we go. I'm being asked, what is my dream vacation? Dream vacation. You know what? I've answered this question a lot, but it's kind of shifted. It, and so usually it's Antarctica. And I feel like I say that weird, but that's just how I say it. Um, much like Oppenheimer, that's how I say Antarctica. Uh, I, I really wanted to go there and I would love to say, of course, it's for reasons like, you know, the glaciers are melting and, you know, you're saying goodbye to something that won't exist many, many years from now and to see it and it's sad and it's like terrifying, but also beautiful. And I want to play with the penguins. Um, the real reason also is I read a book called Where Did You Go, Bernadette? And she runs away to Antarctica. And I just feel like that I, I just was like, ooh, I want to do that. But I wouldn't like leave my children to go do that. Like, spoiler alert, she kind of does in the book. It was a movie too. So if you didn't see it or read the book, like, that's on you. I'm not really spoiling anything. Um, but then I, I've thought about this question more recently because uh, many, many moons ago, there were like this these articles about these like pods in Japan and there were like hotels where you just are like in almost like a little like bunk, like a top bunk. And they're all like kind of like stacked. 
and you go in and you just have your little pod. And it was like this very specific type of like new hotel and it's not very much money, but it's not a hostel, but it, cause it's nice, but also you're just like in this tiny pod and that sounds really nice. Like if I could just go into one of those pods with like blackout curtains and um, like really delicious sushi and maybe like, like, like 10 face masks and like water and maybe like a, like a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc and uh, hang there for like four days, you know, and then just watch, watch my stories, watch some like housewives. That sounds like a fantastic vacation. I might put that on my bucket list for 2024. You know, fly to Japan with a bottle of Sauvignon Blanc, um, load my computer up with housewives, buy a handful of face masks and uh, order some takeout sushi and just sit in my pod for four days and then fly home. So that sounds like, you know, a fantastic vacation. Um, I got asked about my Spotify wrapped and uh, I do have to say it was pretty, pretty predictable, pretty predictable, which was basically Taylor Swift. And, um, you know, and I hope that as of January 1st, 2024, that we're not done talking about Taylor Swift because, you know, I'm already starting to feel it in like December. I'm already starting to feel as I'm creeping closer to, uh, to today, uh, January 1st, 2024, that like, there's already people starting to be like, Oh, well, let me tell you why this is annoying about Taylor Swift. Or maybe that we, are we over Taylor Swift? It's like, you know what? This is why we can't have nice things. You just want to build people up and tear them back down. And I think I'm tired of that. You know, just let her make her music. Let, let her do her thing. And let the people who enjoy it, enjoy it. Like, why, why do we have to, like, study it and be like, mm, why do we have to suddenly be like this counterculture of like, you know what? Let me tell you re- why it's not cool. You know what? I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear it. Not interested. I am, that is, that is the energy. That's not the energy we are bringing in to 2024. You know, I don't want to see these people going, let me tell you on this morning news show why we might all be getting tired of Taylor Swift. No, no. Then you know what? If you're tired, take a nap. Take a T-Swift nap. I don't need that. I don't need a T-Swift nap. I'm already looking ahead at 2024 and seeing how many more times I can see the Eras tour. That's what I'm doing. So to anyone else, take a nap. Take a nap. Oh, I got a very fun. Someone said, I don't want to like say their names. So in case this is, uh, you know, a surprise. Uh, but you said your son is going to propose to his girlfriend. That's exciting and very sweet that you're excited about it because that's not always the case. Um, and so that's a good sign. I think that's a fantastic sign. Um that you're excited as a mom for your son and for his girlfriend, who's now going to be your daughter-in-law. That's great. Yeah. I actually, there's, I think it, it like the, I'm just going to say it's great. I'm not even going to get into the tropes of like the daughter-in-law thing that we like to, you know, the sitcom version of that, because I, I'm going to, and we're just going to lean into that energy. We're going to lean into that energy. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Okay, I'm going to answer a few Vampire Diaries questions because uh, that's what we're, I'm scrolling through. My thumb, my thumb is working real hard over here. All right, so let's see. How was the feeling of filming The Vampire Diaries? It was great. It was great. Um, what was the funniest behind-the-scenes moment of TVD? Uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes very funny moments. Um, I have a couple stories that I do tell quite often, and I, I like to kind of save them more for like the live events because, uh, it's just more fun that way because I'm kind of getting to hear people, uh, to laugh about them, but I'll go ahead and share one here. I'll go ahead and share one here in case you've haven't had the opportunity to come to any of our events where we, we walk down memory, the memory lane of mystic falls. It's probably the one that, uh, is the funniest and in my mind, at least, and because I'm also getting a lot of questions about Stefussy, which is I just learned about Stefussy, you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, we were all at Epic Cons, which is a convention back in Covington, Georgia, which is now where we used to actually film the show for a lot of the exteriors. So they have like the, the kind of the the watchtower, like the watchtower clock, the clock and the watchtower. Is that a watchtower? A bell tower? There is a bell. There is a bell because we'd always have to hold filming every hour on the hour, depending what time it was for how long. Um, but this is also where all the exteriors of the houses are. So you get to see it's very, it's and they've it's really wonderful. They've turned it into where you can go and take tours of all the areas we used to film. They um, there used to be one building that was a law office or a dentist office and or both. And then it, on the outside, it said Mystic Falls. It said the Mystic Grill. And now that whole building is an actual mystic grill. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool to go back and be like, wow, 
this little thing that we just were out here filming that didn't really feel like anyone was paying attention. Now a lot of people pay attention and, and love it enough to come and see all these places where we used to film. Um, so it's very cool and very uh, warms the heart. Um, but back to Stafusi. So uh, during one of our group cast panels, someone asked about Stafusi, and I had never heard of this term. And it's in reference to uh, Paul Wesley's character, Stefan. And apparently um, there is a new term for him, um, for Stefan, and it's Stefussy. And we were all discussing whether this is a positive thing or a negative thing. Like, is he like, and according to uh, like an online dictionary version of the word, it's a positive thing. And it's a, it's a, like a, oh, what, look, he's such a Stefussy. He's got Stefussy energy. And it's like, he's like, he's got like a hot Stefan energy. And, uh, and we all had a giggle at looking at Paul having to say Stefussy so many times in a row and even had the whole audience chant it. So it was, you know, what a time, what a time. Um, but speaking of Stefussy, uh, I, as Caroline, Caroline and Stephacy were having a scene together. We're going back to the funny story. I told you I'm caffeinated. So uh, here we go. Um, so we were filming. Oh, gosh, this was so long ago. We were filming basically our first, like, essentially sex scene together. Um, and by this point, we're in many seasons. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the show. Um and so Paul and I are like, we're still good friends. You know, we were, we're at this point, we're also very good friends and even had, you know, separate, like he had his girlfriend at the time I was very close with, you know, I was married. So it's just, it's just, it's impossible for it not to be silly. You know, when you have to go in and have these like kissing scenes or these like sex scenes, there's always going to be like, it's just a little awkward, you know, it's in the, cause also you're not just in a room you know, this isn't like seven minutes in heaven where you go and it's just like away and it's just awkward. You're in a room well lit, you know, with a lot of people watching you and also being directed in a certain way. So it's like very not sexy. It's not romantic. And it's always like, it's just a little awkward with someone that you've known a really long time. And so I had done this for a few other um, castmates that I also had like first time kissing scenes with or like in the bedroom scenes and to kind of do like a silly prank to kind of break the ice, ease the attention. <laughs> and this scene in particular, if you watch the show, it's basically when Caroline has her humanity off and then Stefan turns his humanity off and they are like making out. And then they, it cuts to them like wrapped in blankets and they had just had sex for the first time. And I'm meant to, it's all scripted that Caroline is kind of laying down on the floor and Stefan is on top of her and they're talking about how something about sex and that it was whatever. Great. I'm assuming, um, <laughs> great. I'm assuming. And, uh, and St St Paul's line as Stefan, he has to like, he has to say something where he lifts the blanket up and like looks at my, my breasts essentially and like compliments them. I don't know. I forget the actual dialogue, but that in itself is like <laughs> adds to the layer of awkward. Here we are as two coworker friends who are acting in this scene. And, um, and so 
you know, I was like, man, this is going to be so awkward. Not that I, my, I'm not nude under the blanket. I usually wear these like kind of like chicken cutlets. Like it's kind of like a bra, like a strapless bra and, and I have sweatpants on, but they needed to see my back. So that's why I kind of had the cutlets just in the front. And he has to like, look, look at my chest, say something saucy and then look back at me and finish the conversation. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so awkward. What would make this less awkward for Paul? What would Paul want to see instead of my breast just to like calm him down? And I was like, ooh, I know. Ian Summerholder's face, obviously. So I had a very important meeting with our wardrobe department. And I said, I need an Ian Summerholder bra. I need a bra covered in photos of Ian Summerholder. And of just his face uh, for Paul. And uh, and so, but I was like, but don't tell Paul because we want this to be a nice surprise for him. So luckily they were all in it. Uh, they all obviously thought it was hilarious. And so we rehearsed it and I have the sweatshirt on and then kind of like get into position for like the first take. And we're, we were running behind for the day. So um, that we're just trying to get in a few takes before lunch. And so we lay back into the scene and like we, we have to kiss and then he pulls away and then he has to say his line where he like looks at my chest and he like looks down and like looks and is like immediately confused at what he's seeing. And then he like looks at me and I, and I just like, I'm not breaking. I'm just looking and going like, what? And he, he like looks back at his chest and he's like trying to say the line and he's kind of laughing and, and no, none of the crew knows that what I'm wearing. So they're all like, Paul, can you stop being like, can you please be professional? Like just say the line. And he's like, wait, no, what, what's going on? They're like, start the take again, start the take again. And so he tries to do it again. And he just is like busting up laughing. And, um, and I'm like, come on, Paul, like, come on, just be professional. And it was shortly after that, that, uh, he's just like crying, laughing. And I just sat up and the crew saw, you know, Ian's face on my bra, and I was like, oh, you know, some, sometimes people just can't get it together. Can't keep it together. Um, and so that, that gave, that was a very funny, funny moment. I was proud of that one. And I am just, but the, I am disappointed. And maybe that's my next merch drop is just Ian Summerholder bras because I should have made it. I get asked about it all the time. Like, where's the bra? Where's the bra? I was like, I know we didn't keep the bra. We did not keep the bra in its true form. But we should have, we should have, and we could have uh, donated it to the Vampire Diaries Museum in Covington, Georgia, and it could have just sat there in like a nice box, and then Paul could go back and look at it whenever, whenever he needed, because uh, yeah, Ian Summerholder's face on a bra made him very happy that day. I also get asked a lot, like, who did you want Caroline to end up with? So I'm seeing so many, like, are you Steriline? Are you... I guess no one really asked about being Daryline, which is would be like Damon and Caroline. Um, I get asked a lot about obvious like Klaus and Caroline, and it is funny. I mean, I, I my I have an my eight year old really wants to watch the show, and I keep trying to explain to her that like, well, it might be weird because you know, mommy mommy kisses a lot of boys and um, like a lot of them, and almost all of them. Uh, there was like even by the time. Like Caroline was pregnant and it had to be like, who's, who's the dad, um, from the Gemini twins. And, you know, it was kind of like, or later on it was like, who did she end up with? 
after that. There was like a, a time jump and it was like, who is Caroline with? And it just was, it was funny to me because at that point I was like, well, Caroline's kind of almost dated everyone on the show. <laughs> no judgment, no judgment. Get it, Caroline Forbes. That's all I'm saying. Get it. Um, but that is why I, I had a, a hat that I came out with, with one of my favorite Caroline Forbes uh, quotes, which is everybody just needs to stop kissing me. And I feel like that sums it up. So, um, I don't, I don't have like an exact per, like team, you know, that I root for. It was, uh, you know, she, she had a great time. Caroline Forbes had a fantastic time and I don't think we need to limit her to just one, one of these romantic relationships. You want to know which team I'm on? I'm on team Caroline. That's the team that I'm on because before, I don't think we need to worry about her relationship with everyone else, I think we need to be proud of the relationship she had with herself. Put that on a coffee mug. Put that on a coffee mug, on a T-Swift friendship bracelet, and I will sip from that mug and wear that bracelet all day long. This is a great question. Uh, did you find it hard transitioning back to real life after filming Vampire Diaries for so long? Um, Abby, yeah. Abby Jane reads. Yes, I did. Uh, <laughs> a lot harder. You know, I've actually talked about this with, um, with Phoebe Tonkin before in interview format and on with Claire Holt. And I think that we're all sort of looking back at that time, obviously just much differently now. Um, cause when you're in it, I mean, we filmed that show for eight seasons and then the character that I played continued on and she participated I got to participate in the spinoff uh the originals and also got to be a part of the very final episode of like the trilogy of this world on legacies and so that's like 13 years and and um and but after the vampire diaries specifically ended I wasn't prepared for that kind of come down um which I think I've like found comfort in watching other, a lot of TV shows that have like, uh, all these years later, a reunion. And, you know, obviously this was not to the extent of like the friends cast or fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um, or game of Thrones, but they all each have, these were long running shows that took place in very formative years of these actors lives that, um, it kind of was like lightning in a bottle in a way. And, and so especially now I'm the more that people are, are just kind of are streaming the show. So people are constantly, I feel like I get recognized more for the show now than I did back when it was on TV. And so to now be able to look at that experience and, and, um, and to watch these reunions and see, all these, these actors and writers and, and crew members that worked on these shows get like flooded with emotions, uh, and think back at how, like, you know, kind of those were the days, um, where you just didn't know better. And you look back and you're like, wow, how special was that? Um, I knew that it was special when we were doing it 100%. I knew that it was special while we were filming. I don't feel that I, took that for granted all the time. But 100% there were times when I felt like, especially towards the end, you know, the antsiness of wanting to know like what's next and, and, um, 
and kind of play out, you know, not only a different character professionally, but also to kind of see what was next, the next chapter for my own personal life. Um, but I, it hit me very hard to not see, continue to work with the same people every day and to not see this like family and, in, and not just as a cast, but as a crew and a production. Um, there were a lot of people that were there, you know, that I'd see every day for eight years for, you know, 12 to 17 hours a day, you know, that were there holding my hand when I was pregnant, that were there you know, while I was a new mom and crying on set because I couldn't remember lines or because I hadn't slept or because I'm worried that my daughter might be sleeping in the wrong position in the crib. And, you know, people who would, who were holding me through that or, you know, or just that knew me when I was a 22 year old. And so, uh, it was a very, it, it took a minute for me to kind of get out of those feelings. I'm glad that I at least felt those feelings and that I finally understood, um, that it was just, yeah, I was grieving that it was over. Um, and even though we all get to see each other a lot, it, it felt like retirement. Like, I feel like it's kind of what I hear people go through when they're retiring, like they're so ready for it. And then when it happens, they're like, well, what do I do now? Who am I? You know, and <laughs> that is what it felt like. Um, but I, I'm so grateful that we get to all still see each other a lot and, um, and celebrate that period of time and that it's not kind of this, and we get to revisit it in like a very fun way now, which I don't think, um, you know, I, that's all new. I think for anyone that's been on like long running shows, that's a new thing. Okay. We have some really fun kind of like random, like personal questions that I want to dive into. Uh, Alyssa, the pebble is asking, what is something that makes you, you? That's a great question. I might steal that for the podcast this year. You know what, Alyssa, the pebble, this is a yes chef kind of question. You know, what's something that makes you, you? I love that. I think I am going to maybe adopt that for some episodes of, um, of, uh, super bloom this year. Something that makes me, me. Oh gosh, I uh, really, I'm trying to be, I, I really in adulthood, it's not even adulthood, you know what, no, it's as a parent. I have a very strict rule that if, um, it's very strict, that if any of my children, young or old, say something negative about themselves, like I eventually, like if they are harping on something, if they're just kind of harping about something about themselves, I say, you say that one more time, you're going to have to say three nice things about yourself in a row and mean it. And then eventually they say the same thing again. And then I'm like, all right, name three things that you love about yourself. Like go and you have to mean it. You have to, it's something that you truly, truly love about yourself. Because I would realize like even now, if someone, like it's taken me a while to get over, like when someone compliments you or says something nice about your appearance or nice about you, like I feel like in the past I would go like, oh no, or I'd immediately have to like cut myself down to be like, oh, you think I'm nice, oh, but I can be an asshole, huh? Like I, you know, obviously more nuanced than that. Uh, but I'd always find a way to like cut myself down or be like, oh, thanks for saying I look nice. It's because I'm wearing a bazillion gowns of makeup and never s slept, and and I don't. Ew. 
don't look at me. Uh, and it's so silly because I love, you know, complimenting someone and I hope I want them to take the compliment and feel good about it. Um, and so I am trying, I do want to bring that into 2024 even more so, not just for my kids and other people, but also, you know, hold the mirror up and do it to myself a little bit. Um, something that makes me very me, uh, I am definitely someone who doesn't realize that they're necessarily being funny when they're being funny all the time. And I like that about myself. I like when I gen genuinely answer something and it makes someone laugh and, and, and then it makes me laugh because I hear it. And, uh, and yeah, I, I like that about myself. I also, uh, kind of, I'm the chillest, most stressed out person you'll ever meet. You know, I am constantly in a state of like a relaxed anxiety. That is something else that I, at this point in life, <laughs> That, that makes me me. And I like that part about me. So, you know what? I, I hope that you're taking a moment to go, what do, to wonder what you like about you and lean into that, you know, just sprinkle it out 2024. We just need you know, just like a little, like, like a little salt bay, just a little, a little you bay, just sprinkle it in through your 2024, lean into it, let it flavor your year. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
Uh, Jazzy O'Brien is hoping is hoping to do more spontaneous stuff next year. I love that. I love that. I feel like I've been pretty spontaneous. Um, I feel like I've been a, had a pretty spontaneous 2023, and I want to continue that. Um, it's funny though. It's like my version of spontaneity has to have just a lot of control too. I'll be like, Ooh, I'm going to do something really spontaneous this weekend. Give me five minutes so I can build an itinerary out and make sure the entire thing is planned. Um, (laughs) that's how I like to be spontaneous. Uh, I've also, yeah, it's, I'm a hoot. I'm a hoot and a half to travel with. Let me tell you that. Uh, but it is important to be spontaneous and it's important than like, is like to not, harp on like when just a li- something goes wrong or like when something's turning into a square peg in a round hole, you know what I mean? Where you're like, Oh, I'm just trying to make this thing work and it's not working. You know, someone who I love so much it is a fa- one of my favorite writers. I feel like she, I've, I've been able to kind of be in a, a production setting where she was talking about writing and, and I've heard so many people that work with her also say the same thing that they've learned from her which is when something's not working, like let it go. If it's not working, like you do what you can. And then also if like, let it go and see, and see what else, like start over, like, don't be afraid to start over and that's okay. And don't be afraid to be spontaneous and don't be afraid to like, it doesn't have to look a certain way. And especially when it's not working, if it's all working and it's like flowing, then great. But you know, for 2024, like, uh, yeah, let's, let's get a little, let's get a little spontaneous, you know, let's get a little spontaneous. Um, do you like good romantic stories? God, I love a good romantic story there. I love sitting at a dinner party full of couples, even when I'm, if I'm just on my own or just sitting, you know, you know, I love an airport bar. And if there's two people sitting there that are a couple, I love to ask how they met. I love watching a couple tell the story of how their relationship began because they always do the little dance of like, do you want to tell it or do I? And they're like, oh no, no, I'm going to let you tell it. I haven't heard you tell it. And they go like, well, this is how it started. And then the other person jumps in and is like, well, actually it wasn't that, but it was this, but you tell it, you tell it. And it's the same every time. Like the story is different, but the like, but the way, like the pattern of like, who's going to tell it is always the same. And I love that part. And I just love that it, it like, it brings the couple like back to when they, when it was happening. And you just see that kind of like, they almost like aged it, like, like Benjamin Button for a minute and just like go back in time. They like jump in the DeLorean and just like, whew, like go backwards and like relive that moment and then they like jump forward into like the present day part of their relationship when it's over. And it's just, very, but it's always very sweet. I love it. I love it so much. I love a good romantic story. I love it. Even when like times, if you're feeling like sad or mad at romance, I love a good romantic story. Nothing better. Ooh. Okay. Someone asked like a either or, and it's being forever quiet or not being able to stop talking. Oh, I mean, talking is my favorite thing. I have to talk everything out. Like I have to talk it to death, which is something that I do want to work on in 2024. I don't want to talk things to death. Maybe like talk it out into a coma, you know, like I want to be able to resuscitate the conversation 
I don't need it to like go all the way to where like I just like murder the conversation and it's just exhausting and the conversation is just dead because I can't stop talking about it. Um, you know, or just like, yeah, I just need to like calm down on that part. Um, but the other thing that I will say that I've learned the most from this medium, from podcasting and interviewing people is that is like when to shut the fuck up. I hope I've gotten better at it. Um, but I feel like that's been so instrumental in my day-to-day life is that when I'm having conversations with people and really listening and then, and paying attention because we don't always pay, we can, you can think that you're listening, but you're not actively listening and you're not actively paying attention to what the other person is saying. And, and that is more participatory, like in a conversation than the talking part is in my opinion. And also just how wonderful, like wonderful of an opportunity is to be like the dumbest person in the room. And that just because there's no pressure to come up with a thought or come up with an opinion. If you don't have one, then you don't have one. It doesn't mean that you're dumb. It doesn't mean that you're not paying attention or participating. It means that you're learning or you're listening. And there's so much to gain from just listening. And, um, And not only to obviously other people talk, but just listening to like your own thoughts. And I forget that too, where it's just even making sure that I take the time when I'm even just doing, you know, aimless errands and, you know, but things that need to get done, but it just feels like you're just kind of like wandering throughout the day and trying to make a habit of leaving my headphones in the car. So I'm not constantly stimulated by music or a podcast episode or, or just phone calls, but that I'm actually just quietly like alone with my thoughts and just how important that is. So while my heart says that I would want to be never, ever stop talking, um, my mind tells me like, no, 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 you've come so far. And this is where we listen. Oh, I love this either or a uh, cat person or dog person. I'm a dog person. I'm also just not a pet person right now because I got kids and I love people that can have kids and pets. Like that's a whole other level of adulting that I'm just like, I don't, and I know I'm bringing, I'm bringing back the word adulting in 2024. Okay. We all thought it was annoying in 2023. I get it. You know what? I like, I just decided to try it out. It's a new year. It's a new year. I'm trying to bring it back. Is it retro yet? Is it retro? Is it like the side bangs? If we're bringing back side bangs, then you know what? I am bringing back adulting. Okay. And I know these were from different eras, but it doesn't matter. If we are bringing back, if you youths want to bring back the side swoop bang that I left back in the mid aughts, not really. I kind of brought them in to the late aughts and got rid of them maybe like 20, you know, 2012. Maybe that's when I got rid of my side. I was, I was a little belated in, in kind of letting go of my side bang. But if you kids are bringing back the side bang, then you know what? I'm holding hands with adulting and I'm bring, I'm walking into 2024. That's just, that's how I feel. That's the truth. That's my truth. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, I'm a dog person normally, but also I, I'm a kid person right now. That's the extent of my ability to, um, be a responsible adult. 
is uh, take care of my children and uh, take care of myself. Um, and when I say myself, I mean all the versions of myself. <laughs> I guess I talk uh, about myself in uh, multiples in 2024. Just learned that about me. That's new. That's a new fact. What a year so far. What a year, guys. Um, speaking of, uh, Lucy, you asked, what is my New Year's resolution? Ooh, New Year's resolution. I want to just enjoy it. I want it to be that simple. I am tired of being stressed out and anxious. I am tired, like physically exhausted from worrying. I am such a person that worries. And so I want to go on vacation from worrying for a bit. Like, um, like when, what about Bob when he's taking a vacation from like, that's me. Like I want to, I want to be Bob. I want to be Bob. I want to be sailing. I want to be just like strapped, like ta duct taped to the front of a sailboat with a, with a life vest on, just shaking my hair in the wind going, I'm sailing, I'm sailing. I'm going to take a vacation from my worries. That's it. And I'll pick them, I'll pick them back up in 2025, you know, but this year I want to take a little vacation from my worries. Well, on, on the Instagram, I also asked, uh, you guys to tell me some of the things that you're looking forward to leaving behind in 2023 and what you're looking towards in 2024. So I thought it'd be really nice to read a few of them. I'm going to keep them anonymous. Um, but I want to go ahead and, uh, and read a few. These are from all of you guys, the listeners. Thank you so much for submitting these. So I'm going to read uh, a handful of the messages that you sent me about what you're leaving behind in 2023 and what you're looking towards in 2024. I hope to leave behind all of my insecurities and bad judgment and in 2024, try to love myself. By pain and tears, hello, strength and happiness. I'm hoping to move into my own apartment by the end of 2023, which means you would be living on your own in 2024. I hope that you get to experience that. I loved living by myself when I was like at various stages. Um, I know it's not for everybody, but... Literal broken heart. I get a newly fixed heart. Here is to better health. Oh, man, I'm sending you all that love. And to your beautiful fixed heart, you got this. Leaving behind fear, saying hello to confidence and new adventures. Becoming the best version of myself, being healthy and happy. I'm leaving behind the people that hurt me and focusing on those who show me respect. Goodbye to my people-pleasing tendencies. Goodbye fear, hello being open. Leaving behind my old job, hopefully starting my new job and living life on the beach. Bye to crumbling painful hips, hello to new ones. Gotta say, everyone I know who's gotten a hip replacement says it's the best thing that they've ever done. So you got this, you got this. Goodbye, postpartum insecurities and hello, confidence. Ooh, 
I feel that I have had two children and those postpartum insecurities I experienced both times were so real. And there was just like this constant, like insecure soundtrack that I would play to myself. And it took me a while to just embrace the fact that like, Every time I lean over, my stomach will always look different because it has expanded and and given life to two children. And, you know, parts of my body that looked one way before now look different. And it's different doesn't mean bad. It means new. It means storied. It means beautiful. It is. And it means it's mine. And and it's a part of like my whole experience that I've been lucky enough to have in this world. And so, oh, if I can, I just want to say like, you will get there and it's beautiful and it's painful and it's such a conversation with yourself. And um, so I get you, mama, I got you and you got yourself too. You got this. Goodbye, innocent me. Hello, confident me. Goodbye, high interest rates. Hello, affordable housing. And then they put in parentheses, Canada. Well played. Well played, Canuck. Goodbye, stress. Hello, stress. Well, I, I mean, I would drink that coffee mug. I would drink right out of that coffee mug. Yeah, that's okay. You know what? Sometimes we get stressed. I'm also not trying to be toxic positivity over here. You know what I mean? Sometimes we get stressed. Sometimes we are Barbie and we have to feel our feelings. There we go. I can talk about Barbie now. That movie made me cry twice because she had to feel her feelings. She had to feel. Sometimes we feel stressed. But I hope when you're saying hello to stress, you also say goodbye to stress again. And then you say hello to some like, I got this or some calm or some, it's going to work out one way or another because it always does. And um, sometimes the only thing you can control in a situation is how you feel about it. And like being able to just breathe, control your breath. And then take that first step into figuring it all out. I want to leave all toxic relationships I have in a healthy way and make stronger bonds this year. That's a beautiful way of saying that. Leaving behind the drama, I don't love it, it loves me, and finding peace. And last but not least, leaving behind my maybe next year attitude and just booking the damn trip now. Ah, oh, I love that. Let's bring that, let's bring that into 2024. Yeah. All right. Happy New Year. Please take care of yourself as we are uh, coming out of the holidays. And we're still in winter. We are still hibernating. You know, spring is not sprung yet. We're all going to take a minute to kind of like get into this new year. Um, so be gentle on any growing pains. Give yourself some grace and cheers to 2024. Happy New Year. This has been a Super Boom podcast hosted by me, Candace Kane, produced by Melissa D. Montz and Diamond Imprint Productions and advertisement partnerships with ACAST.